Don't blame yourself. It, it was an accident. We're all sure there's nothing you could have done about it. He paused, waiting for me. I stayed silent. What do you remember? I lay there, looking up at the grid of ceiling tiles, but knowing that I would have to relinquish the numbness I had previously found there. I'd been in car crashes before. There's usually an instant when you recognise the inevitability of it, and time locks down and everything shunts on towards the moment. I shut my eyes and went back to it again. But not this time. There was no build-up, Rin. No recognition that we just entered an event. This was like suddenly finding yourself blindfolded and taking off in a rocket that you didn't even know you were travelling in. There was no lead-up sequence of things starting to go wrong. It was as sudden as that. He nodded. They say that your seatbelt saved your life. Why didn't hers? His expression saddened. She wasn't wearing one. They found her outside the car she had been thrown. Her neck was broken. I shook my head. I looked at him intently. She had a seatbelt on, Bryn. It wasn't meant to be a plea, but it came out like one. Put your seatbelt on. After Bryn had gone, I went back to that night in the car park in the woods in the rain. The girl had been pulled, but they had already fucked up. They'd been too eager broken out of cover too soon. We were standing around in the drizzle, heavy drips coming off the trees, while they recognised themselves. They were going to have to go chasing into the woods now, relying on blind luck. This was bullshit. I wanted out of there. I offered to take the girl off their hands and drive her back to the police house in Dinas. Why hadn't I got to know something about her? Concentrated, made more of an effort, instead of just using her as a ticket out of that mess. Years I was going to go down, I told her as I led her back to my car, knowing better than to hold her, but poised, ready to grab her above the elbows if she made any move to run. I'm going to drive you to Dinas. There'll be a woman police officer there to look after you. I avoided using the word process. Until we bring the others in, and then you'll all be taken to either Aberystwyth or Newtown. How are you going to do that? She asked. And that was the only time I really saw her. I looked down at her then in the pale, second-hand gleam of a headlight reflecting off a car's side window. A wan teenager with a sharp nose and a curled wisp of damp hair dangling over her forehead under the hooded top. Curiosity framed in her expression. Do what? How do you know there are others to bring in? Are you saying you were on your own out there? I'm not saying anything. We'd passed out of the light and I couldn't make out her face anymore but from her tone I got the impression that she wasn't being cute, simply matter of fact, saying it as it came to her, knowing that it was up to us to do the work. She also hadn't seemed concerned. This only came back to me now. She had just been arrested, but she showed no sign of anxiety, no nervous bravado reaction, no fear, only curiosity. I stopped in my car and opened the rear door for her. Another opportunity missed. I could have used the interior light to study her, but I didn't. I used it to make sure she fastened her seatbelt. Put your seatbelt on, I instructed, and she complied. I flashed on the ways I could have fucked up, but I wouldn't have driven too fast on that road. I didn't know it well enough, and it was dark and it was one of those rains that filmed the windscreen. I would have been extra careful. I'm Glyn Capaldi. What's your name? I asked into the rear as we drove away. Josie. I thought she'd said Josie. You don't strike me as a thief, Josie.
I said, my eyes on the rearview mirror, my tone telling her that I wasn't being mean, letting her know that I was prepared to listen if she wanted to talk. She stayed silent. And she remained silent. The radio turned right down to velvet static, only the windscreen wipers and the wet tyre hiss as a backdrop. I would have heard it. I was sure of it. One of the few things I was certain of. At no time did I hear even the faintest hint of her seatbelt being unbuckled. I wasn't used to this road, but I'd driven it enough times to know about the bend, to treat it with respect. I'd approached it with anticipation, doing all the right things, dropping down to third gear, breaking evenly, starting the turn. And then the car had stopped turning. A huge jolt, which I later realised must have been the offside front wheel hitting a rock on the verge after the tyre had blown. Then, take off. Did she scream? Am I going back into a voided memory?